0: The Bible reading today is from Matthew 28, verses 16 to 20. It's entitled, The Commissioning of the Disciples. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always, to the end of the age. Holy wisdom and holy words, thanks be to God. May I forever speak in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Trinity Sunday is typically that day in the liturgical calendar which strikes the greatest fear into the hearts of preachers all around the world. How on earth do we start to fully understand and then even try to explain the very nature of God? The doctrine of the Trinity is not even fully formed by Scripture itself. And it ended up becoming one of those means in the first century that the Church used to exclude people who didn't quite agree with them, rather than a means of helping them to comprehend and understand the love of God. As is so often the case, everything was fine and simple up until the moment that lawyers got involved, and then it all became very incomprehensible very, very quickly. The Holy Trinity should not be a means of exclusion. The very idea should be one of helping us to understand something of God's nature and the very love of God. However, the problem comes is that often we end up trying to work on difficult formulas. We end up creating difficult definitions. And the definition of the Holy Trinity is really rather difficult. So accordingly, the Christian doctrine of the Trinity holds that God is one God, but three co-eternal, consubstantial persons, or hypostases. The Father, the Son, brackets, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, as one God in three divine persons. The three persons are distinct, yet are one substance, essence, or nature, or homusios. In this context, a nature is is what one is, whereas a person is who one is. The subset of Christianity that accepts this doctrine is collectively known as Trinitarianism, while the subset that doesn't is referred to as non-Trinitarian. Trinitarianism contrasts with positions such as Binitarianism, one deity in two persons, and Monarchianism. No plurality of persons within God, of which modalistic monarchianism, one deity revealed in the three modes, and Unitarianism, one deity in one person, are subsets. So I hope that's cleared all of that up for you. After 41 years as a Christian and with two degrees in theology, I still read that. It leaves my heart cold and I want to go and stab my eyes out. Let's be honest, if that's the fullest expression of what the Holy Trinity is, well it's just theological gobbledygook. How on earth are we supposed to really relate to all of that? It seems very good at saying what the Trinity isn't, rather naturally how we can comprehend and understand something of what God would have us do and be. Just having the definition of something doesn't necessarily help with comprehension Or understanding. It reminds me a bit of that definition of cricket which I'm sure that many of us have heard and which may have put some of us off of what is, let's be honest, one of the truly great joys in life. There is that attributed to the Marylebone Cricket Club definition of cricket as in cricket explained to a foreigner which says this, you have two sides, one out in the field and one in. Each player that's in the side that's in the field goes out, and when they're out, comes in, and the next player goes in until they're out. When a player goes out to go in, the people who are out try to get them out, and when they're out, they go in, and the next person in goes out and goes in. When they're all out, the side that's out comes in, and the side that's been in goes out and tries to get those coming in out. Sometimes, there are players still in and not out. There are people called umpires who stay out all the time and they decide when the players who are in are out. Depending on the weather and the lights, the umpires can also send everybody in no matter whether they are in or out. When both sides have been in and all the players are out, including those who are not out, then the game finishes. I'm sure you got all of that. To truly understand cricket, You cannot rely on the theory alone. You have to start getting involved, realising that only through involvement will you learn what is going on. Start playing and enjoying, and the comprehension will come later on. The trouble with the way that historically the Church has reacted to the Trinity is that we have viewed it as a legal, Uh, a linguistic or a mathematical conundrum to be solved. This unfathomable mystery has us reaching for our deerstalkers and pipes and trying to sleuth out how to solve the very complexity of the nature of God. Venn diagrams and random drawings showing how the various parts of the Godhead relate to each other become the norm, or even worse maybe, random demonstrations involving bananas Shamrocks and the steam, liquid and ice nature of H2O have all been deployed. And yet somehow, they all still seem to miss the point. The point of a God who creates the universe, the stars in their heavens, the birds in the sky, the fish in the sea, the animals in the jungle, and also you and me, does this creating out of a desire to be in a relationship with each of us because the very nature of God is relational. God is a God of love whose desire to commune and relate causes creation itself. Too often we as a church and maybe each of us as individuals have sought to understand the nature of God asking the what or the how and we've forgotten to ask the question, who is God for me? The Croatian uh, theologian Miroslav Volf, perhaps in a slightly unhelpful way, puts it like this, because the Christian God is not a lonely God, but rather a communion of three persons. faith leads human beings into the divine communion one cannot however have a self-enclosed communion with the triune god a foursome as it were for the christian god is not a private deity communion with this god is at once also communion with those others who have entrusted themselves in faith to the same god hence one and the same act of faith places a person into a new relationship both with god And with all the others who stand in communion with God. Jürgen Moltmann, the greatest living theologian, in his quite remarkable book, The Trinity and the Kingdom of God, spends the whole of the book trying to explore the nature of the Trinity and admits that he's merely scratching the surface of an approach to an understanding. But what he does say is that the Trinity itself is the greatest love story ever told. The love of all elements of the Godhead for one another and the way that that love explodes out to encompass all of humankind and all of the universe. God's love permeates throughout all things. God has created us and everything else because God desires it. Because God wants to relate and love everyone. Following on from Aldersgate Sunday a fortnight ago and Pentecost Sunday last week where we started to appreciate the universality of the message of the Christian faith, that God's love is for all people. Let us remember that at times as a church we have sought to restrict access to to people becoming aware of God's love. We have made our doctrines and our words intentionally incomprehensible. We have been surly when we should have been welcoming. We have deliberately excluded people based on their gender, their ethnicity, their sexual orientation, their wealth, their health. And occasionally we have assumed that God loves us more than them. God's love is equally there for all people, for all the world, for all the universe. this past week we have seen a manifestation of a dangerous theology a theology of we're better than them and it's manifested itself in the abhorrent murder of George Floyd in Minneapolis and in the sneering contempt of President Trump's violence towards peaceful protesters just so that he could have a photo op outside of a church wielding a Bible not that he could ever have been bothered to have opened it and realised what it was saying inside. Such racism, such misogyny, such malevolence, standing stark contrast to the God whose love is declared for all people. We must be prepared to challenge those who would seek to diminish the gospel, a gospel of true love. The love of the Trinitarian God flows out to all humankind and this love demands that we stop favoring ourselves but seek to respond to that love by demonstrating it back to god but also to others c baxter kruger said this the doctrine of the trinity means that relationship that fellowship that togetherness and sharing That self-giving and other-centeredness are not afterthoughts with God, but the deepest truth about the being of God. The Father is not consumed with himself. He loves the Son and the Spirit. And the Son is not riddled with narcissism. He loves his Father and the Spirit. And the Spirit is not preoccupied with himself and his own glory. The Spirit loves the Father and the Son giving, not taking, other-centredness, not self-centredness, sharing, not hoarding, are what fire the rockets of God and lie at the very centre of God's existence as Father, Son and Spirit. So this Trinity Sunday... Let's not worry so much about the theory of the Holy Trinity, but instead let us get involved in the work of experiencing and sharing the love of God. Let us start to enjoy our faith. Let's play it out on the field. And then, and only then, by enjoying and by living out our faith, will the comprehension start to come through. It is through involvement, That we start to gain understanding freedom comes only through deeds not through thoughts taking wing so faint not nor fear but go out to the storm and the action trusting in god whose commandments you faithfully follow and freedom exultant will welcome your spirit with joy May God bless you this Trinity Sunday and forevermore. Amen.